Hello, everyone. Because I love you so, so, so very much, I chose to end a rather taxing week by plopping myself in front of the television so I could trudge through the Golden Globes so you didn't have to. Of course, I made Laura and Todd trudge with me because everyone knows trudging by oneself is like watching The Bachelor by oneself. You end up wondering what life is all about while stuffing your mouth full of leftover Christmas-themed Hershey Kisses. We do this because we care. And I'm so happy that Todd joined me on this episode to sift through all of the nonsense. I'm looking at you, Jason Sudeikis, and that tie-dyed hoodie. Hey everyone, I'm Lindsay and welcome to the I Hate Green Beans podcast. During each episode, I'll be discussing television, movies, music, and books with friends who love pop culture as much as I do. For those of you wondering, yes, we will be talking about the Bachelor franchise. And no, I do not want to try your grandmother's famous green bean casserole recipe. But thanks for offering. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome to the I Hate Green Beans podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay. I'm here with my friend Todd, who loves all things movies and television. And so I twisted his arm and made him watch the Golden Globes with me all three horrible hours of it. How did you like that, Todd? So sorry, by the way, but thanks for doing it. Well, you know, on the front end, I was like, sure, I'll do that. And then I was like, oh, why am I doing this? I got to say, Lindsay, it was, uh, I mean... The company was great, but it was, it, was a, it was a rough one. It was a rough, it was one. A rough one. And let's, let's put, as we always do, a good chunk of blame on COVID. It, the sure. reason why we watch the Golden Globes traditionally is because we like to see movie people mixed with TV people. And you want to see them all get <laughs> drunk and in weave in and out. Yes, they're in the wild and weave in and out of the little tables. And then some saucy host is on stage, you know, saying awful things about people or embarrassing things about people. Right. That's why we watch the Golden Globes. Well, in this day and age, I have learned and I have decided that the reason why the Golden Globes, again, chunk of it because of COVID, so we can't all be in the Kodak ballroom in Hollywood. So everybody's zooming in, and we all know now Zoom is lame for stuff like this. It just it doesn't translate. It does not. Well, you know, we're we're fifty we're fifty weeks into it, and it, it's lame everywhere. And especially, especially for an award show, it was terrible. Anyway, it really, on. really was. But I I have to give them credit for trying. Did they succeed? Sure. No, <laughs> but. I have to give them credit for trying. So they at least did it. I'm pretty sure it bombed in ratings. You and I and Laura were the only three people who watched it, but I'm pretty (laughs) sure that they tried their hardest. Number one. Number two, here's the other thing I have a problem with as you, Laura and I, who are TV slash movie people. Now, obviously no movie was in a you know, we're not going to the movie theaters anymore. So there was rarely any, those kind of movies. So everything was a movie on Netflix or a movie on Hulu or a movie on Apple TV. And what I have decided now, because you said, Laura said, I said, I've never heard of 80% of this. Not even that I hadn't watched it. It's that I had never heard the words coming out of these people's mouths, that this was even a movie or a TV show. And, I tend to think that I, I've at least heard of things. Me too. You know, 
and you too for sure now as you always say i like the more gritty kind of uh-huh. under the those kinds of movies i kind of eat yeah. those up um and, and ugh, we'll get into them but there's right. some of these i'm like no i don't want to see that right <laughs> Here's the other thing, too. In the day and age that we live in, back in the day, we used to have ABC, CBS, Fox, NBC, maybe a CW here and there. But that yeah. the, your your primetime television is is where and and your big blockbustery hits is, is what you had for the Golden Globes. And you had more than likely watched them. Right. Now we have. 5,000 more choices. So it does make sense for us. I mean, some people don't even have Apple TV. Some people don't have Hulu accounts, but they have Amazon Prime, but everybody has Netflix now. And so you don't even have the channel to see if you like the thing or the streaming service to see if you like the thing. And everybody... It, we're we're inundated with it. So if 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 you like something, you can probably find five different shows that are similar to it, and you're just staying in that genre. COVID right. did help that, I guess. Whenever we were all in lockdown and everybody just turns to their televisions, but yeah. again, I found it very very strange as a person who watches Netflix all the time that Netflix had 47 nominations, and I think I knew seven of them. I'd never heard of the other 40 and I watched Netflix. I was like, where right. are these? I'm on Netflix all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Have you ever heard of Nomadland? Well, that's not Netflix, but Nomadland yeah. was a huge winner for the Golden Globes. I had never heard that word before. Me neither. And again, we'll get into it, but uh, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, they're literally nomads wandering around. That sounds fine. Okay, so I think we should start with the hosts of the show. It was Tina Fey and Amy Poehler, who can do no wrong, in my opinion. They had to have paid them both a gabillion dollars each to take this on because they had them separated, one on the East Coast, one on the West Coast. I am not sure why they did that. I don't either. I don't either. And I don't think it worked. I do not think it worked. And they're they're friends. So you would think Amy and Tina could like quarantine for the two weeks before the Golden Globes and practice and be on stage together. But it was weird that they didn't really have an audience. They somewhat did of first responders and but it, it didn't work. However, they were they were pretty funny, I think. They they did the best with what they had to work with. And we'll be honoring all the fantastic TV shows you binge-watched this year. The American Office, Old Columbos, very one-sided news programs, the Zoom town halls about your school staying closed, and of course, the Cranberry Juice Skateboard Guy. He's going to skateboard to all the nominated songs tonight. How exciting. They're always going to be funny because they're great and they play well together. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I didn't even think about what you said. They, I mean, we've got you know, entire seasons of The Bachelor where people brought families in <laughs> to quarantine. You're telling me Amy Poehler and Tina Fey couldn't sit together in a house for two weeks? Right. Anyway, I don't know. There must have been some other reason why. I don't know. But it was weird. I don't either. It was weird. And the other weird thing was, again, we talked about Zoom. Why some yeah. of these people were Zooming from their bedroom <laughs> 
Um, there were people my, who were in a bathroom. I'm pretty sure Mark Ruffalo was, was in a bathroom. I was going to say that was my favorite part of the night. You were like, is he in the bathroom? I think he's in the bathroom. <laughs> there were people who looked like they were in a hotel room that had a, a side table with a, a lovely oh. orchid on it. Oh, and, the, and then the, like, the glass ball lamp. Yes. It was so strange. And then a nice lamp. No. It's just a lamp they found in the lobby of whatever hotel they were in. Then then you have some people who think, well, this needs to be as plain as possible. So then they look like they're just against a white wall in their house. Then other people are sitting on their piano. Other people have a party (laughs) in their house. And so there's 17 of them all squished on a couch. It, the the varying backgrounds fascinated me. That was my favorite part of the three hours because you'd see all the Zoom nominees and and you literally wonder, why is that guy in his laundry room? Yeah. Why is that guy in his office that he didn't even clean up? I mean, you see his printer with papers yes. in the background. <laughs> um, eesh, I, I didn't get that. And then the amount of children that were in shots. <laughs> Hey, I'm all for the children. They're the future. Whitney Houston taught me that. <laughs> but, and, and dogs. And dogs and, and pets. But it was it was very odd to me that here's Jason Bateman with his two daughters sitting beside him and Keith Eben and, and Nicole Kidman yeah. with their two daughters. And yeah, it, I, 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 great. I think that's great. But how odd. And then Mark Ruffalo's kids were running around crazy in the bathroom the whole entire time <laughs> while, as he's giving his speech. So that was very, very weird. And then I thought FaceTime woes, as I called it, they kept the nominees up. Yeah. The entire time. So it's almost like they're cutting to them in the audience, but they're cutting to their, their FaceTime feed. Then if something over here is happening and they're talking about the crown, but Olivia Coleman isn't a part of it, they shoot back to her. So that means she's having to stay on it live. I was so a little she, bit confused yeah. by that because if my part was over, I would log out. Yeah. But they didn't, they didn't do that. They, they did not do that. Yeah. Yeah. Turn, turn the video off and put the still shot of you or whatever, you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no. Still shot of the water wall. Or, I don't know. Just something I don't know. So that was, that was odd. I think we should have had some sort of background that everybody had to have that was, you know, black velvet at the end. Then I wondered, these women were in these gorgeous ball gowns, but you see yourself probably chest up. So right. why would why would you suffer through your big ball gown if you're only going to see, you know, I would say, let's focus on my face and my right. hair right? and then maybe shoulders and, and good jewelry around my neck. And then I, I would be good. So <laughs> it was it, it was a little bit different because some people like J- Jason Sudeikis decided oh, to wear a tie dye hoodie. That was that was rough. It cool was job. rough. And I have I have done a little digging as okay. to why. He looked the way he looked. Allegedly, he's in the UK. Okay. So when he wins, it's two o'clock in the morning, which is why he looks very bloodshot in the eyeball area. Okay. So he had been filming Ted Lasso all day long and rushed home 
okay. completely thinking he's not going to win. He's not going to be okay. Eugene Levy of Shit's Creek. So he's he's somewhat phoning it in, and then he wins, and it's sort of a little bit of a uh oh moment. Yeah. Um. But he he won, and this is what I w- what you and I were talking about that I was going to ask you too. He could have put on anything else, you know, just a polo or a button down or something other than his, his tie dye hoodie. And you see these people, like one guy's taking shots every time yes, he loses. He the was guy from Maine. He was. <laughs> so um, I just sit there and think, do you, do you feel that the actors and actresses associated with any kind of nomination from the Golden Globes, think of it as a joke. Do they is are the Golden Globes just so silly by now, and no one technically cares about the Hollywood Foreign Press Association? And why do we do? You, what do you think about that? Do you think that it's just reached a point where Hollywood's going? I don't really care about this. I, you know, you you mentioned that, and I think you're you're spot on. I think it's kind of like the the warm up act. It's the opening act for the Oscars because that's really what they all want is an Oscar or an Emmy. If they're TV, they want yeah. an Emmy. If they're movies, they want. It. And this yeah. is just kind of a, um, an amalgam of those two things together. And I think we talked about it on Sunday night how they really go to the Golden Globes for the party. Yeah. And there was no party this no. time because they couldn't have it, right? So no. Um, I think I think you're right. I think they just kind of were like, oh, okay, we'll do this. Uh, yay. Mm, yeah. And it should, it should be, or it once was a bigger deal, I guess you could say, but I don't know. I think the Hollywood foreign press got a, a, a lot of heat because I think there are 87 of them and no one who is black is on right. the nominating committee. And then there was some weirdness with Emily in Paris and how a handful of them, got this swanky trip to Paris on behalf of Emily in Paris. And it just, a lot of shady stuff going on. Yeah. And all of a sudden Emily in Paris is nominated Mm. and um, it shouldn't have been nominated, (laughs) but it was. So I don't know. It's, it's very sketch, but I do want to talk a a little bit about some of the people who were there. Some of the, some of the highlights as I I would call it. I do want to interject one thing though. While I do agree that they probably don't see it as a big deal, there is some benefit to it, as you pointed out again on Sunday night, because there's shows that they that won awards or were nominated that I'm like, oh, well, I probably will watch that. It's a small yes. percentage of the total sum, but there's a few, you know, so it piqued yes. my interest. Yes. And I think that's why we are providing such a service at this moment, Todd, that's right. That's right. that yeah. we sat through the three hours of, uh, and now we're going to say, <laughs> hey, these are the things that we heard of that may be of interest to you. Yeah. I'm sure your list is very different from mine. But probably <laughs> one one thing I wanted to point out too is that Selma Hayek and Marissa Tomei look exactly like they did in the 80s. Yep. And that makes me a little jealous. <laughs> and that Jane Fonda is 83 years old and looks great. I mean I I, I hesitate to say this word, but she looked flawless. Didn't she? And and we amazing. talked about it. We talked about it. Her plastic surgeon does plastic surgery right. Nothing looks too tight. Nothing looks stretched in a weird angle. 
She does not look plasticky. It's oh. it's really great. It, it was it was those exercises she did in the eighties, and so I fully expect to age like she did because I did the Jane Fonda workout. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh-huh. You got it. You got and it. her speech I thought was lovely. She won the Cecil B. DeMille Award, which mm-hmm. is you've been acting forever. Congratulations, you're <laughs> Golden Globe. And what her speech was. I thought was brilliant that she took all of these names of, of people and films and TV shows that had been nominated. Mm-hmm. And she said something like, uh, Ma Rainey's black bottom taught me this and the yeah. United States versus Billy holiday taught me this. And we should all make sure to do it. Like Chadwick Boseman yeah. said, and, the, and I thought that was such a sweet, honoring, brilliant way to do a speech that everybody leaned into Yeah, because, you know, all these people want to hear their own names or their own films. And so I thought it was, I thought it was really nice that that's what her whole speech was, is how she's a better person because all of the people and the films that had taught her so much this year. So that was was good. good. It was good. And then she was followed up by Jamie Lee Curtis. Who not (laughs) dress appropriately for a lady over, I'm going to say 65. I don't know how old Jamie Lee Curtis is. She's bound to be in her 60s, right? Oh, she's got to be. Got to be. So we have. Laura was like, because we were talking about Jane Fonda, she's like, she's in a very age appropriate (laughs) pantsuit. Like, it looks good. And then Jamie Lee Curtis came out. It was like, that is not only not age appropriate, it's not appropriate. Like it's, it's just, just not appropriate. <laughs> I meant her boobs were out and she was proud of them. Wait, you know, if you're going to be proud of your boobs, that's fine. But it, yeah. again, you're coming off of Jane Fonda who just had it together. And then we have Jamie Lee Curtis. And then after that, we have Jodie Foster who's in her pajamas. Right. On Zoom right. With her, with her with dog. dog. With her little uh, in her pajamas. <laughs> I don't get it. So this is, I mean, this is what we're talking about. We, we need to pick a lane and nobody, nobody picked a lane. We had, we had several of them, but <laughs> the other thing that um, bothered me and I know you are with me in this camp is Borat. Mm. First of all, I've never liked Borat. Sasha Barakoan may be this brilliant comedian and that's great whatever i've i've borat makes me uncomfortable and i've never liked borat me too secondly i had no idea there was another borat movie yeah all and guess what there is yeah there is yeah it it snuck in you know during the the whole covid and i I heard about it and i thought wow i can't believe a that the first one was made and b and then friends of mine were like oh it is hilarious i was like yeah i'm not Mm. gonna see it Yeah. However, it won a best picture for a musical or comedy, beating Hamilton, by the way. Crazy town. And he won best actor in a motion picture, musical, or comedy. So he, I mean, he won the two biggest things you could win in in motion picture, musical, comedy. He won them both. So I don't know. I don't know how anything beats Hamilton, but it did. Lin Manuel can't. Can't win everything. He can't. I know. But he's number one in our hearts, though.
Yes, he is. What I don't understand, and maybe I need, I'm not going to, but maybe I should watch Borat, but it, at least the first one, he's making fun of Kazakhstan, isn't he? Yeah. I'm pretty sure. And I'm like, how can, again, I don't know if we want to go into this, but how can we celebrate that today? Mm. You know, mm-hmm. anyway, that's a Yeah, it makes me uncomfortable. Have I don't have any interest in that either. And again, I'm mad that it beat Hamilton. Whatever, it's fine. Yeah. Don't yeah. worry about it. America. The America. other <laughs> America. Um, <laughs> the other thing that that I we just talked about too, best picture drama was something called Nomadland. Mm. And its director, her name is Chloe Chow, she won. So once again, it was a one-two punch for movie comedy and movie drama. Um, and, and, and Nomadland won, had never heard of it. Nope. Um, it was up against The Father. Have you heard of it? Nope, but I do want to see that one. Okay. Have you heard of Mank? No, not until Sunday no. night, about 7.30. <laughs> <laughs> That director was the one taking the shots, by the way. Yeah, he was. (laughs) Have you heard of Promising Young Woman? No. No. And have you heard of (laughs) Trial of the Chicago 7? Yes. Yes. And I started watching it, and then it was kind of heavy. I was like, I'm going to come back to this. Okay. Yeah, you got to be in the mood. You got to be in the mood. So those were our our best picks for for music and comedy against Borat and Hamilton. Something called music. Nope. Never heard of it. Uh, something called Palm Springs, which I did watch on, I believe, Amazon. Okay. And it's kind of a dark, romantic dramedy. I wouldn't call it a comedy. That's the one with uh, Sarah, Adam Sandberg. Uh, yes. Adam Sandberg. Mm-hmm. And what's her name? Sarah Marshall. And then The Prom, which is on Netflix. And I had only heard of this because it was such a big flop. Oh, was it really? Yes, mm-hmm. I think you did tell mm-hmm. me that. Yeah. A lot of big names in it. It looked like a lot, lot of big names. Control. Yes. A lot of big names. And they made fun of it on the show saying, you know, the prom was nominated and, and it was a movie because, you know, our, our kids couldn't go to the prom this year. And so they, they right. thought everybody would want to watch Nicole Kidman and James Cameron and James other James Gordon Cameron, <laughs> Titanic, yeah. um, <laughs> King of the World, and James Corden, yeah. and uh, Meryl Streep, and yeah. and they were saying, yeah, we'd rather watch them at prom. Psych, not really. So <laughs> uh, I don't know. We have um, people who did win big, or um, entity that did win big was The Crown. Yeah. So it sort of swept TV with the crown winning for the TV drama. And then we had three people, the, her name, Emma Corrin, who played Diana and Josh O'Connor, who pray, who plays, um, Charles, Prince Charles. Charles yeah. Yes. And Gillian Anderson, who, who plays Martha Thatcher. Margaret. Margaret. They, Margaret. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Josh. Margaret Thatcher, uh, the Iron Lady, I do know who she is. Yes. They they all won, and I think her. they deserved it. Yeah, oh, for sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, her, the, the one that, that played uh, Diana, I, I'm okay with her winning. Who is, who is she up against, though? I definitely agree with Josh O'Connor 
winning for Prince Charles because he was impeccable to me. And same with yes. Margaret Thatcher. Diana, I mean, that's fine. I, I don't. I didn't have a problem with her winning. I, I don't remember Diana's mannerisms as much. I, I, I don't know. If there's as many quirky things to to mimic as there are for Charles and Margaret Thatcher. Anyway. All right. So Emma Emma Corrin was up against Olivia Coleman, who played the Queen, and then Jody. Comer, I believe, for from Killing Eve, Laura Linney from Ozark, and Sarah Paulson from Ratchet. Yeah, I don't know. That's a tough one. That's tough. Olivia. I Coleman. remember you thinking Laura Linney, like you don't like Laura Linney in Ozark, but she's she's good in Ozark. She's so good. Yeah, I but, remember but, you saying that. Yeah, but but you know, yeah, there's so many there's so many facial expressions by Olivia Coleman in the reserved mm. way that she is the queen that is. Just amazing to me. She's just so and great. One of my other favorite things is Olivia Coleman's personality is about as opposite of the queen yes. as you can get. Yes. She's so happy all the time and animated, was just delighted by everybody winning, yeah. even if it wasn't the crown. Yeah. She was just she was loving every minute of it. Loving every minute of it. Um, the best TV made for TV movie, I guess is how I'm going to say it, because again, nobody's watching ABC, NBC, CBS, Fox. Nobody's watching those anymore. Was the Queen's Gambit? Yes. So it won for that, and then it also won the best actress in yeah. the movie. Her name's like Anna. Oh gosh, <laughs> I can't remember her name. Anna something Joy. Yeah, something, something like that. Yeah, she's really good. Anna. She's really really good. She was also nominated. She was Emma. The movie Emma came out right at the beginning of COVID because I remember oh, our friend Stephanie cool. had gone to see it in the actual movie theater and that was the last one she saw. Yeah. And she no was nominated desire. for that, but she didn't win. I had no desire to see Emma, but man, she's good in Queen's Gambit. Listeners, it's fantastic. You should watch it. It is. <laughs> and you have to you have to push through too. I feel like the middle part you're thinking, oh my gosh, is all they do is play chess? The answer is yes. yes. Get it in your head. <laughs> all they do is play chess. But I mean, by the middle, you're thinking, I want to play chess. Right. And yeah. then when you get to the end and realize how much goes into it, you're thinking, well, I can take it's it or leave it. I'm gonna stick with Mahjong. <laughs> I'll stick with the Mahjong. Uh, Soul was a big winner. For yeah. animation, which you have seen, and you said it was okay. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. If you you know, if you want to watch something with your kids, and you know, it's a it's a decent kind of a feel good deal. It's good. not Pixar. It's not Pixar's best by any stretch of the imagination, but it's okay. it's, it's decent. Schitt's Creek was also a big winner, which we love. That had. Uh, best Actress in Comedy with Catherine O'Hara and Supporting Actress with Annie Murphy. Mm -hmm. And it also won Best Comedy for TV, which I think it yeah, deserved. For sure. So that was that was great. We also talked about how um, Jason Sudeikis won for Ted Lasso, which was fun. And then your boy, Mark Ruffalo, on yeah. I Know This Much Is True, he wins. And he, <laughs> it was the one you were telling me about where he plays twins. Yes. And he's really good in it. As uh, uh, something I would never watch, but yeah, yay for you. I know mm -hmm. we we did talk about that because that was one of my passes on the on our I think our winner recap or whatever. But yes, yeah, the one episode I saw, the acting was great, but I was like, I can't watch this. Life is, life to is too hard to watch this. <laughs> Well, best actress for a motion picture comedy was Rosamund Pike for something called "I Care a Lot." Mm. Never heard of it. Never heard of it. 
And best actress for a drama was Andrew Day for the United States versus Billie Holiday. Which I do want to see. I, okay, that's when I was wondering if I, I would want to see because I love Billie Holiday. I think that one's on Hulu. So that's something I'll probably I'll probably look into. The best actor for a motion picture was Chadwick Boseman for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. And it was a really sweet tribute to him. His wife accepted the award on his behalf because, mm. as you all know, he passed away last year just ugh missed just missed such a great all around from what I could tell not that I knew him personally but I feel like I did such a great guy who did so much and was so involved and intentional in life and Mm -hmm. I one of the best parts of the night was this guy who I don't know who the guy was I didn't write his name down but he was interviewing kids asking them now what is the Hollywood Foreign Press and what is the Golden Globes and what does motion picture mean and they just had the greatest answers that were not real or truthful or accurate in any way yeah and then they he asked who is Chadwick Boseman and every kid answered Black Panther yeah it was it was adorable. Precious. It was adorable. I mean, mm-hmm. it was it was kids, so it was automatically gonna be cute. And mm. they, yeah, they just all knew who Black Panther was, and uh, so got it all on film. It was great. It was really oh, great. so great! I just loved it. One thing that I was gonna ask you to make, I asked you that if you had seen that, it's on Netflix, and you had never heard of it. Are were you going to watch it? Yeah, I will because because I was getting some buzz there and. Uh, yeah, uh-huh. it. it had the most nominations and did not win a, an award. Well, that's interesting. <laughs> but again, David Fincher took shot every time they were nominated. He just and didn't win. He's like, ooh, there we go. And it's in, it's um, in black and white, which is a little weird, but I kind of like it. So yeah, it's I'll, su- I'll check it's it out. It's supposed to be something adjacent to Citizen Kane. I don't think it's a remake of Citizen Kane, but no. maybe it's about I think who it's the guy that made Citizen Made Citizen Kane? Okay. Man- I knew I it was something. Mank is, is Mankiewicz? Maybe we should look that up. <laughs> or not, and we can just say we did. That's it, Todd. I just looked it up. Mankiewicz. Perfect. Okay. Let me tell you what I plan on watching. Um, there's... <laughs> only one thing that I thought I'm gonna see if I can watch that (laughs) is um, Flight Attendant and it's with Kaylee Cuoco who was Penny on The Big Bang Theory and it's a comedy and she was nominated against Catherine O'Hara but she uh, I've always liked her but I've only known her as Penny so I don't know if I'm gonna be and it's on HBO which makes me think eh maybe I need to have somebody else watch it because so, mm. I don't want it to be dark. And I feel like somebody is murdered and then chaos ensues. So mm. the murder part is making me go, me. I can, preview, and then, I can preview that for you. Okay. Okay, that, good. That sounds like it's right on my alley. It was on my list too. So. Okay, good. And then the other thing that I am going to watch, and you cannot get mad at me for saying this, <laughs> but The Mandalorian, I have yet to watch it because I got to find a <laughs> Disney Plus. <laughs> Somebody with the Disney Plus who will help sister out so I could get on there and watch now both seasons. Well, I think so, I'm gonna I think I'm gonna get it myself, so I'll just let you do something. Oh, that's a true friend right there. There we go. There we go. Yeah. True friend. 
what else did you write down that you were, you want people to know about that they may be interested in? So my list, I had Mank, Trial of the Chicago 7, we've already talked about, Billie Holiday, or United States versus Billie Holiday. Lovecraft Country, I think that's set in uh, the Jim Crow South, and so I'm very interested to see what okay. that's all about. Um, Hillbilly Elegy, which yes. is, I think that's Glenn about, Close. it's Glenn Close, and it's about like uh, life in Appalachia, which okay. Emery told me that's how you say it. It's not Appalachia, so just so you know. Uh, oh. <laughs> well, thank you, Emory. <laughs> so it's kind of about that. I think it's that culture. And um, I'm just real curious. Um, the father I want to see because it's Anthony Hopkins and Ma Rainey's. What's the rest of the name of that? Ma Rainey's, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Yeah, because mm. Chadwick Boseman's in it. So I want to check mm. that out. Mm-hmm. So, and Viola believe- Davis is in it, too. Yes, she directed it. Yeah, I'm definitely into that for sure. Um, Speaking of female directors, the Chloe Chow lady who Mm -hmm. directed Nomadland is Mm -hmm. the second woman to ever receive a Golden Globe as a female director. Really? And And the first one was Barbara Streisand for Yentl. Oh, wow. That was like in the eighties, right? Can you hear me? She looked like a nomad in her. I mean, I know she was in a house, but she did look like a nomad. Yes, did not look like she was living in society. She was coming at you from her Wi-Fi hotspot in the middle of the desert. Proud of it. Hey, yeah. she did good. She did. <laughs> she hey, did good. She won. She won. <laughs> well, Todd, thanks so much. I hope I'm gonna leave a list in the show notes so everybody'll know what your picks are and then my my two. I think I'll watch Soul too. I'm gonna make it an an odd three. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that I'm gonna watch. <laughs> and then you're fifteen, and then together it'll be a nice list for everybody. But um <laughs> We just are so glad we were able to suffer through this on behalf of the listener. So you don't have to. Uh, that's what we do here. That's yeah. what we do. And it's then a we provide. It's, a, it's a dear service that we provide. And here in a few months, what we're going to do is you and I are going to get back together. And then we're going to say, hey, if you haven't watched this from our Golden Globes episode, skip it because it sucks. <laughs> Thank y'all so much for listening. As a quick reminder, you can go to the show notes and find links to Todd's favorites from the Golden Globes and my three favorites from the Golden Globes. Remember, he's a little bit more gritty than I am. So if you're into that, choose his. If you're into sunshine and rainbows, click mine. Remember, one of the best things you can do to support a podcast is to review the show on iTunes. It would be an honor if you headed over there and left us your thoughts. Make sure to follow me on all the socials. You can find me at Lindsay on Twitter and at Lindsay Ray on Instagram and Facebook. And don't forget to check out my real books, Why I Hate Green Beans, and It's a Love Story. You can find them wherever books are sold. Y'all stay safe, have courage, and be kind out there until we're together again. Love you, mean it. Texas forever. And this Hollywood city, the city of 